if perchance you get down to the teen wing there on the south side or go down the loft 252 hallway, as you go down that hallway on the left-hand side, you will see a series of pictures of Wichita Work Camp. This year was our seventh year, and you'll notice that the very first picture was a very small group of folks, about 60, and about 40 of those were our own teenagers. Each year we have grown, little by little, and in the past several years we've had well over 200 students each year. Now, I do not say that to brag on myself. Actually, this morning what I want to do is brag on you. Because I am convicted that Northside is an exceptional family. That there are places that are larger, with bigger budgets, with more people, and more resources, that would not be able to do what Northside has consistently done for the past seven years. And of course, that's not just true with Wichita Work Camp, that's true with many other places. Now, you may be here this morning and not have any clue what Wichita Work Camp is all about. And so for you, uh, let's bring up a video, and we'll show that. Uh, here, this is a news story that was run, I believe, on KWCH, one of the sister stations, during the week of work camp. While you're doing work, cleaning up a community that's not even theirs. That's what about 200 teens from surrounding states are doing in Wichita this week. A local church brought them here to help repair about 16 homes around Wichita. They're also picking up trash and cleaning up a few graffiti spots in town. Emily Griffin caught up with one of these volunteer groups as they put some sweat equity hours in for what they're calling the greater good. The story is Kansas Proud. If you were born in 1887, you'd probably need a little work, too. It's three stories. And in the 16 years Jackie Sanders has owned her home, she's put in her fair share of work. But doing it by herself just isn't feasible anymore. I've been disabled now for like six years from cancer and remission, but I mean, I'm not able to do this stuff anymore. So when this selfless group of teens swooped in to help for free, she was more than excited. I've prayed about it for 10 years, and they've given me hope. I can tell that she's just excited for us to be here because she hasn't been able to do it herself, but she's wanting to pitch in um, a hand. 13-year-old Haley has no problem getting her own hands dirty as long as she can sing a little tune. I like little kid songs. They're just like upbeat, happy. Knowing she's spending her week serving someone else. Well, I think it's just showing God's love and spreading Jesus' light and showing that God can help people and he does he can do he can do great things through us. It's not just homes these teens are fixing up. Many groups of them are spread out all over town picking up debris and painting over old eyesores like graffiti helping keep our community looking clean. And that's kind of our motto at Wish I Work Camp, serving God by serving people. Though this work is far from over the difference these volunteers were aiming to make may have already been made. I'm happy. I'm happy and I feel blessed and it's given me the motivation to keep going. Emily Griffin, Eyewitness News. I don't know if you caught during the, that story, but it said something that touched me. It said, we gave her hope. I love that. I think... That's what the body of Christ ought to be about. I believe that's who God called us to be. 
To give people hope not only with the good news of Jesus Christ, but by being good, by being the good that Jesus was in the world. Scripture says that Jesus went around much of the place doing good. And I know that some of that was miraculous. But you might make the case that Jackie Sanders would say what we did, what Drew Lowry's team did at Wichita War Camp was nothing short of miraculous. Okay. I guess it didn't save. I want to tell you about a guy named Ned. Before I tell you about a guy named Ned, I want to talk about icebergs. Icebergs, which in my plan I had a nice picture, but you'll just have to envision it. Icebergs are, of course, a beautiful sight. But what's beautiful about them is the part that you can't see. Because there's so much under the surface going on that most people fail to see and recognize. Wichita War Camp this year was our seventh year, and it was on June 2nd through June 7th. And during that week and in the days since, many of you have come up to me and said, Wow, what a great camp. You do such a great job. And while I appreciate you saying that, I want to tell you that I am the very top two millimeters of that iceberg. Because so many of you did so much that would never be noticed, but without which would have never made work camp happen. The Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, the body is a unit, and though it is made up of many parts, and though all the parts are many, they form one body. So it is with Christ. We were all baptized by one spirit into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, slave or free, and whether we were all given the one spirit to drink. Now, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. If the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason cease to be a part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason cease to be a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has arranged the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but there is one body. Right now as you sit, there are parts of you helping keep you alive that you didn't even be, weren't even aware of until I mentioned them. Your lungs are moving in and out. You didn't even think about it until just now. Your internal organs were doing things that you didn't even think about until just now. And we take for granted their function until they stop functioning. And we realize how important they are to the body. There are many parts at Northside, but there is one body. And all of you do such a tremendous job of being the body of Christ and giving people hope. Now back to Ned. Now Ned is a nice guy, but Ned has a problem. You see, Ned's house is in shambles. It looks really bad. It could use a fresh coat of paint. Could use some trash being hauled off, maybe even a bush replanted or two. But Ned cannot do this himself. He's unable to physically and financially, he is strapped. 
So he can't hire anyone to do it. So you see, Ned has a problem. You might say he's hopeless. Enter Paul. Paul has a solution. He is capable and willing to paint Ned's house. And he has the resources so that he can help Ned. But you see, the problem isn't quite solved yet. You see, there are lots of Neds. Single moms and widows, handicapped folks and veterans, all in the same situation as Ned. Well, that's the bad news. The good news is there are lots of Pauls. The good news is there is one body with many parts. The trick is we have to get all the Pauls to all the Neds, and so that's what we do at Wichita Work Camp. At Wichita Work Camp, we bring in Pauls from all different places to serve all the Neds we have in Wichita. And I'm sure we don't serve all the Neds, but we serve many. At its core, Wichita Work Camp is pretty simple. It's this, the people of God serving God by serving people. When you think of Wichita Work Camp, you probably think of teens working. And indeed, many of our teens worked. You would be right. They are the painting Pauls who paint and paint. And no matter what came at them, weather or lack of paint, you know what they did? They just rolled with it. And they were excited and they were energized to serve in a way that only serving can make you excited. Who did we serve? We served people in our community. We served people here at church. And by the way, only J.R. Royston would have a giant knight in his backyard. We even served total strangers. People who just needed help. People who were without hope. We painted high. We painted medium. We even painted low. But all the painting was done with a smile. Whether it was painting a house, or covering up graffiti, or covering up city eyesores all around town, or just painting a deck, or even painting a shed, or perhaps painting ourselves. Here at Northside, and youth group, I want to make note of this. At Northside, we have a culture where we serve with joy. And that's a big difference. The Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 13, that if I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I've done nothing. I suppose it's possible that your parents made you go to work camp, forced you to sign up, and you begrudgingly went. But I don't believe that's true, because I looked at many of these pictures, and it looked like, you know who I saw? It looked like Jesus. Because I think that's how Jesus would have painted a wall. In fact, nearly the entire week, Northsiders of all ages served with a smile. All of you were always smiling. 
except for Cody. <laughs> He's so angry. Please, everyone today, when you see Cody, hug him. As we said, at its core, Wichita War Camp is pretty simple. It is. Serving the people of God. Serving God by serving people. But to make that happen took much of your support. Even if you weren't at Wichita Work Camp. It was support through your prayers. It was support through your ladders. And you may think that is no big deal, but when you're surrounding a house that's taller than you and you don't have a ladder, that's a problem. So thank you. Because we cannot do it without them. Maybe you loaned us a cooler for the week. And again, you may not think that's a big deal, but that's a cup of cold water to people giving other people hope. And some people even loaned us their vehicles. We could not have made Wichita War Camp happen without you. I hesitate to tell this story, but I'm going to go ahead anyway. The vision for Wichita Work Camp when we started eight years ago was we would bring it back to Wichita and it would be a shared responsibility, kind of like area-wide worship. Congregations take turns hosting it. And so we had hosted it, I think, our first and second year. And I approached another youth minister and I said, would you and your congregation be willing to host next year? And he kind of looked at me, almost mockingly. And he said... That would be a lot of work, wouldn't it? So needless to say, Northside has become the hosting congregation. It's weird, but I'm not sure if that was God's plan. I'm not sure if it worked anywhere else. There are so many gears in the clockwork, and without you, the wheel simply doesn't turn. We need a culture of volunteers who do many things that are so important but that you never notice. People, from, people who handle everything from the registration, checking in, to filling coolers with ice every day. From serving breakfast and snacks each day. Making sure all of those workers are well fed. Even making sure I had pictures for this PowerPoint. And even helping sort those pictures. Albeit, I'm not sure what's up with the sombreros. Mike Hopkins even helped Mark Yakeley figure out how to use an iPhone, which is pretty cool. <laughs> to purchasing, organizing, and distributing supplies each day of camp, Tim and Stephanie Cachero have done a tremendous job, along with Pat and Angie Weber and Mike Moore and many others. You know how how difficult it is to get all the supplies you need to paint one house? Now multiply that times 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. And that's how much work they had to do. And the Kacheros have been doing it a long time and always willing and always able. Maybe they serve by training adult volunteers. Keep in mind, all the groups that come in are complete newbies to each other. They don't know what to expect. So we have to train them in a very short time on what to do. I'm sure we broke several child labor laws. But we've still got our work done, even with our iPhones. 
This year, Northside had a total of 23 crew leaders. Now, these are folks who are from Northside, and they start meeting with me a few months ahead of time. And they are the folks who are kind of the Wichita point of contact. They're the person that everyone looks to for leadership at that site. And these are people who take off work and take vacation time and time away from their families. And they always go above and beyond the call of duty. I always tell them, you turn in your receipts. We'll cover your expenses. Your greatest value to me is your time. But many of them never turn in those receipts. Because that's the kind of people we are. These crew leaders manage a group of volunteers who are novices. And no offense against you, but they are teenagers. These people aren't afraid to not only do the work, but to get their hands dirty and to have a little fun while doing it. Or, in some cases, get their entire bodies dirty. Calvin Nagley took over responsibility for Popsicle Patrol this year. Kelly Tyson has managed that in the past. This involves getting our younger students involved. It's such a little thing, you might think, to take popsicles to workers who are working in the Kansas summer heat. But it's no small thing to the person who's been working who looks forward to getting popsicle patrol. And it's no small thing to the moms and the kids that are involved. It looks like they had a lot of fun while doing it. Some of them even made cool t-shirts. Work camp would not be what it is without the food. Now, if you're a Northsider, you know that we have lots of talented folks in the kitchen. And Cheryl Lahari and her team do an amazing job. They produce the menu each year. They do it on a bare minimum of a budget. She has a crew of folks up at the building each morning. I would get here at 6.30 and there were people already here from the kitchen working. They would be here after I left. It's a truly an incredible sight to behold. The hands and the feet of Northside who were here all day. They were buying food. They were preparing food. They were cooking food. They were not afraid to get their hands dirty either. In some cases... All the way up to their elbows. They even serve the food. Now, you've been here on Wednesday nights, probably some of you at some time. Imagining pushing that group through in basically 20 minutes or less every single night for a week. They not only serve the food, Charles even volunteered to personally taste test every plate. I thought that was really, really fun. It was a lot of work, but you could tell. They had a lot of fun. I did get one picture. This is the a lot, you know, Cheryl runs a tight ship, and each night she would give the, the crew four minutes to sit down and eat dinner for themselves, and then it was back to work. I, I tease a little bit, but they were always working. I mean, you'll notice in here that I, I mentioned Cheryl Lahari, but I don't have one picture of Cheryl Lahari or John. You know why that is? Because I wouldn't stop moving. It kept moving, kept going on and on. And I want to give a a tremendous shout-out to both her and Shauna, Perry, and John. They basically serve 3,000 separate plates of food during the week to teenagers who are hungry and growing. That's no small task. 
It wasn't just buying the food and making it and serving it. That alone would be a monumental task. But Cheryl and Shauna and many of her helpers, you know what they did? They recruited you all to donate food. And you may think it's not a big deal to donate a package of tortillas, but when that's done 200 times, that's a big deal. No, they went above and beyond the call of duty. And finally, what would work camp be without giving a shout out to Kathy Middleton? I blame Kathy for work camp. <laughs> we went to Memphis work camp about nine years ago. And it was our mission trip for our youth group for uh, nine years ago and eight years ago. And the very first year, like we were there one day, and she comes up to me all excited. And she's like, Northside could do this. <laughs> And she was serious, and she saw something that I didn't see. But she was exactly right. And she is helping me when I'm preparing six months ahead of time. And she's done everything there is to do at work camp. This year, she was helping, and there was a crew that needed an extra driver, so she said, I'll drive. And she drove that crew for the rest of the week. And she went and bought him Sonic every day. She had the vision for which I work camp at Northside, and she has been a faithful reliable and hearty encourager to us all. Many times, often this time of year, I will be slumped over and I will tell her, I'm not doing it again. She'll say, oh yes you are. Because I know an elder. (laughs) So all of these people made it possible for all of these people. And they came to us And they worked hard, and they played hard, and they worshipped well. The verse that Lloyd read for us this morning talked about using your gifts. And you all used your gifts. And you may not think that's a big thing, but there's a lot of churches who don't have a lot of people using their gifts. That's what I love about Northside. Some people come to a big church and they say, I kind of just want to slip into the cracks. I kind of just want to not be... but." You can't come to Northside. If you come to Northside and you're standing around, you will be put to work. And you will use your gifts whether you like it or not. Because that's the kind of church that we are. Because of folks like you, folks like Ned, don't have a problem anymore. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 says this. We are God's handiwork. Created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Yeah. Everything that we've done is not for our glory, but for His. Because we respond to His grace with the goodness of our own. Not for our glory, but for His. This week, the houses, the parks, the graffiti that you painted were incredible. But I want to say one thing. It was you that were God's masterpiece this week. And you may not have been on a ladder. You may not have been holding a brush. I I didn't even get there. I didn't even touch. I didn't even get below the surface of the iceberg. Those are just people I had pictures of. So many of you. So what I want to do. Is something a little unconventional. But I want to recognize, see, our theme this year was shine. And I think to make, to help Ned, all of the Pauls 
had to let their light shine. This would be too long of a list to go through name by name by name by name. It just wouldn't be possible. But if you helped in this year's work camp, I'm going to ask you to stand. So I'm going to, I'm going to say if you were a crew leader, I'd like you to stand right now and, and remain standing. If you were on the food team, and that I mean you bought food, you prepared food, you put your arms in food up to your elbows. If you served in any way on the meals team, I want you to stand and remain standing. If you babysat children each evening so that some of our moms could help in the kitchen, if you babysat in any way, I'd like you to stand. If you hosted someone in your home, I'd like you to stand. Or if you organized people that were hosting in homes. If you organized t-shirts and lanyards or, or served on the registration team in any way, I'd like you to stand. If you took or sorted pictures, I'd like you to stand. If you bought, organized, or distributed supplies, I'd like you to stand. If you helped assess our houses by taking pictures and notes long before work camp started, I'd like you to stand. If you procured, organized, and filled water coolers and food coolers, or if you donated a cooler, I would like you to stand. If you helped get, set up staging, or curtains, or ran sound, or PowerPoints, or light, or basically all of Kachero sound, would you stand? <laughs> if you organized ladder donations, and you organized well over 100 ladders coming to Northside from Northsiders, or if you brought or donated a ladder, please stand. If you made or are making thank you poster boards and cards, please stand. If you ordered and hung banners and signs, please stand. If you organized or served on Popsicle Patrol, please stand. And that includes the kids. If you were delivering Popsicles, you, you need to stand too. If you were on security's team each evening with the snipers and the men with the handsets, please stand. If you helped get the word out to the local media, please stand. If you donated, and I mean anything, I mean if you donated a food, a cooler, a ladder, money, gift cards, etc., please stand. And finally, last and certainly not least, if you worked at work camp, please stand. Now, some of you are uncomfortable with standing during worship. I understand that we are not about worship to worship ourselves. But I want you to listen to what Jesus said. Matthew 5, 15 and 16 was our, our verse for the week. And it said, Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand. And it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. You see, it wasn't about you this week, and I know, that's, I know that's what you already know. But what you did this week helped God's love shine through you. And you made it possible to give all of the Neds in Wichita hope. You may be seated. You see, there's a lot of parts to Wichita Work Camp. And as you probably surmised, the Wichita Work Camp is not a Toby thing. 
I mean, Toby and Kathy work on getting people together to do different things and try to put your talents in the right spot. But there's a lot of things that go into helping this guy named Ned. There's a lot of parts that work together that God had planned in advance for us to do. And so we need to continue to do those things. Because a lot of good can be done. And a lot of good is being done. That's the kind of people that we are. So if you were at work camp this week and you helped in any way, behind the scenes, in front of the scenes, in whatever way you can imagine, thank you. You are giving people hope. And you are letting God shine in you. And if anything, we're called to worship. That should remind us where the true glory comes from. Where all of that light originates from our Father in Heaven. This morning, as is often our tradition, we offer an invitation. And if you need to know the God of light, the God who makes all things shine, the God who makes all things work for good of those who love Him and are called according to His purpose, I pray that you'll come. Or if you have any other need, please come to the front. Our elders will meet you as we stand and sing.